Welcome to Beyond a Parent, the podcast for Christians seeking clarity for parenting in a confusing world. I'm Jeremy Autry. And I'm Chuck Mead. And we are continuing our talk on different methods of education for your kids. So, whatever you decide. Hopefully it's uh, apparent by now that um, we believe there are multiple viable options for Christians in the education of their children. Um, And we definitely don't want to say one's better than the other. At the same time, we think Christian parents have a very serious responsibility to put uh, a lot of thought and prayer into their children's education when you're making the choice of how you educate your children, but then also while that education is taking place, you're staying involved. Yeah. We read this quote recently. Someone said, nothing revs up a parent more than having a family's educational choice questioned or challenged. Yeah. (laughs) So we realize that. Yeah. And it's not our job Mm -hmm. to question it. Um, I guess challenge maybe Mm -hmm. because we want you to think through it. Um, If you're ahead of that decision, we want you to strongly think through the decision before you make it. But if you've already made that decision, we want you to challenge your own decision and think through it and make sure you're aware of of all the pitfalls and strengths that may go along with that decision. And make sure that we are still, as parents, engaged as the primary disciple makers of our kids, no matter what educational choice we choose. So last week we covered public school education. This week we're going to be looking into the Christian school. Now, Jeremy, what are we referring to when when we hear the term uh, Christian school? Oh, wow. So first of all, we're talking about a private school. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not a public school. And with a Christian... It's mm-hmm. uh, it is run as a a ministry run specifically for the education of uh, for to give a Christian education. I guess is the the truer sense. And there are private schools, obviously, that are not Christian. We're not really covering that. Um, just in a nutshell, we think uh, all of the challenges of public school. Most of those would fit into a secular private school. You know, you would have the same challenges. But this conversation is specifically about private schools that are offering a Christian-based education. Yeah. So whether or not they fall under the ministry of a church or they're independent from a church. Um, but we're talking about that, especially, I, Jeremy, I grew up a block away from a huge Catholic private school. So obviously, you know us being... Um, uh, evangelical, I mean, Baptist being under the evangelical or Protestant, if you want to label it that, that's obviously along the lines of what we're talking about. And you don't see many Catholic schools in Eastern North Carolina, do no, you? You didn't grow up and done, I'll tell you that much. Nope, that's for sure. Yeah, so um, a Catholic school wouldn't really fall into the, the conversation that we're talking about mm-hmm. today, necessarily. Um, we're thinking more along, doctrinally along the lines that we would take a stance of. So as we jump into the conversation of Christian schools, we have to establish this. And we mentioned it last week with public schools. No two Christian schools are identical. They are all different. Yeah, and uh, it's probably more true for Christian private schools than it is for public schools. Yes. There is a difference in the public school, you know, from one school district to the other, and even from one school within the same district to the other. But man, when we when it comes to Christian schools, there is a much broader 
range yes. of schools out there, you know, from really small to really large, from tied to a church to standalone its own organization, from more conservative yeah. to less conservative. You know, yep. there's a, a broad range. And even in the academic difficulties or the the way basically just how solid their academic level is and the spiritual level of the school. Um, and so from personal experience, I Jeremy grew up in a Christian school, same school from kindergarten through 12th grade. It was tied to the church that I went to. Um, and I overall, I had a great experience. I don't have a lot of horror stories from the school. Your teachers cannot say the same thing. They cannot. They have lots of horror stories they and do. you star in all of them. You are 100% accurate and they still, in fact, um, recently they, they celebrated the school's like 50th reunion and the band teacher and I I wasn't there, but my some of my siblings were, and the band teacher was telling horror stories of kids in the school through the years, and my name got brought up publicly in front of everyone. Are you telling me that your the the school that you went to celebrated its fiftieth anniversary, and during that anniversary, it came up that you were the worst student? That Not they had worst, ever, but I was one of the student. That I they was. Had had. Let's just say I was one of the challenging students. Oh, no. I brought a lot of energy. God used you in the sanctification of your teachers and peers. That's what they're saying, and that's why they pray that I have students in our (laughs) student ministry that are like me. And God is answering some of those prayers, so thank you. Um, But anyways, I had an overall great experience, Jeremy, and and for me, I really had a rose-colored glasses view of the Christian school because of that experience. Now, it was far from perfect, but then getting into college and seeing other Christian schools and seeing the mentality and the attitude and seeing, man, some Christian schools are just known as being a bunch of uh, stuck-up rich snobs. That wasn't my case growing up, but I've been in some environments. That's what the Christian school was known for in the area. Or this is the Christian, this Christian school is just where all the public school kids who got kicked out and parents have some money go to. So, I mean, it's just, I, and I'm being exposed to, wow, there's a whole broad range of types of Christian schools. Yeah. So, uh, as we consider that, let's just start this conversation with that in mind. Um, the things that we say, it's going to be hard to apply them to one mm-hmm. Christian school. And the truth is you have to do the work ahead of time to know about the Christian school that you're considering sending your kid to. Or if your kid's already in a Christian school, you got to do the legwork to mm-hmm. know exactly what's going on in that Christian school and, and what the school is like. And then what are the unique strengths and challenges of that particular school. Yep. So we'll ask the same question we did last week. What, Jeremy, could we say are some valid reasons to choose um, Christian school as an option for our kids? So the truth is, if you are in the right Christian school, and we're probably going to say that a lot, this school can provide a biblical framework that builds God-centered purpose into every part of your kid's life. The benefit is, it's a Christian school. Yes. The 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 truth that God exists and that Christ died for our sins, the the truth of the gospel, all of that is going to permeate everything that's happening at that school. Uh, so, obviously, that's a benefit. Yeah, you're going to have the right Christian school. It's going to train uh, your kids to identify, analyze, and critique unbiblical worldviews. Um, and so, that's one thing. 
again, in the right Christian school, you don't have to worry about is an unbiblical worldview being taught to or, your kids. Or even an anti-Christian. Yes. You know, um, outside of, of a Christian school, that that's a concern that there's right. an, not just unbiblical, but um, antagonistic towards Christianity. Um, that shouldn't obviously be expected in a Christian school. Yeah. And so I would put that um, and really very similar to our next point is another uh, positive thing that makes this a valid choice is the right Christian teachers, uh, the right Christian school is going to have teachers that serve as partners with you as parents to instruct your kids in the fear and admonition of the Lord. This is going to be a big part of uh, you're you're inviting more like-minded people potentially on your team. Yeah, and uh, obviously Chuck and I feel very strongly about this. We serve in children's and student ministry, and we believe that parents should have Christians who come alongside of them and work with them to mentor and influence, teach, train, admonish their kids. And this is a valuable thing. Yeah. So you're gonna your kids will have more opportunities for multiple Christian mentors. Um, in their life. And so that's that's a very positive thing. Again, going with what's being taught at a Christian school, the right one, you typically don't have to wonder if the teacher's going to be anti-Christian. You know, they're going to be supportive of a lifestyle of following Jesus. And not only that, when there are issues that arise, teachers and faculty in a Christian school understand that those issues have a spiritual aspect. Yes. So as you want to address those as a parent, you will know that they are at least aware and should be on your team in addressing those spiritual aspects of whatever problem or or situation your kid is going through. Yeah, and I'll say this too, and I, again, we're gonna it's gonna be sounding like a broken record. Not every Christian school is the same, but I think um, what my parents had the benefit of of the Christian school I went to was. Um, those parents were, those teachers were on the same team as the parents. So they really viewed it wasn't this pitting the two against each other. The the teachers in my school supported what my parents were teaching me at home to follow God's word. And same, parents yeah. were encouraging. So it was very much, I, ne- I very rarely, there were a few times, but but overall it was my parents and my teachers, they're on the same team. They're pouring the word of God right. into me. And while you can say that for some situations in public school, also, there can't be a spiritual aspect yep. of that synergy. You know, you exactly. can't work together in a spiritual way because it's the public school and that's frowned upon and and uh, regulated against. Mm-hmm. So. It's a a different situation. It is. A lot of Christian schools, you're going to have another um, positive is you're going to see they have a smaller class size. Um, So there are... There, there can be more opportunities for an individualized education plan um, for your kids. You could, they could have more opportunities in that specific area. And I guess that's not always true. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of this, obviously, we just have to go from our own observations and experience. And but from the situations I know of, typically, that's a smaller class size, and that's prefer- preferable um, in every school system. You know, uh, even into college schools brag about and make a big deal about saying we have this many students to teacher or instructor ratio. Yeah. And last, I would say, um, makes this a valid choice is you, you, your kids have a higher percentage to have peers with a positive Christian worldview. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very carefully worded sentence. (laughs) The probability 
of them having peers with a Christian worldview increases in a Christian school. Right. But it's not, I mean, we're not there yet, but it's not a promise. It's not a guarantee that all their friends are going to be these strong spiritual Christians. Right. That's just not realistic. Not a promise, not a guarantee. But like I had the friends I had in the Christian school, um, far from perfect, but there were a lot of solid Jesus-loving people that I went to school with. <laughs> um, I'm picturing them having a conversation right now about when they went to school. They did have this one guy named Chuck Mead that was... Drove his teachers insane. No, I'm just joking. Drove their, his, the people in the class insane. It is true. But um, but yeah, you do when you bring... Especially, Jeremy, you have you may have a lot of parents sending their kids, and that is that is something they're really wanting to prioritize in their homes and in their kids' education. So again, it's really going to reflect the discipleship of the parents. It's not necessarily a product of the school, but it's a product of the discipleship of the parents and and what they're doing in their kids' lives. Good word. That's a good mm-hmm. word. Not that we're blaming your parents. They were perfect. Let's also remember that every kid is um, they get to make their own choices. Mm-hmm. So there can be the best discipleship from the parents, the best education from whatever system, but this kid could still not have a Christian worldview, mm-hmm. could not be a Christian. I mean, all of those things are possible. So, um, But that's true in the in all of the options for, for your kid's education. Right. So then, Jeremy, if God's led um, some of our listeners to choose Christian school, what are some things that they would need to be aware of? So uh, one danger we see is that because your kid is enrolled in this Christian school, this uh, you see this as a Christian environment, it can lull you into a false sense of security. Um, hey, we've got them in a Christian school, so we don't have to we don't have to have our head in the game. We don't have to pay attention. We don't have to to be careful and make sure we know what they're learning and that it lines up with what we know to be the truth. It's very easy to be, for even the students to be conformed to thinking themselves because I am in a Christian school and I have a Bible class and I'm like reading the Bible in my certain classes and I have Christian teachers that I am okay spiritually just because I'm surrounded by it. Yeah. And that doesn't automatically mean your heart is in the right place. Exactly. Um, so we can't ignore that salvation Christianity is a personal decision that your kid has to make for themselves. And just because we've got them enrolled in a Christian school, they're not automatically Christian. Um, We also can't just assume that because our kid is enrolled in a Christian school, that that's everything they are learning as far as their curriculum lines up with what we believe to Mm -hmm. be the truth. Um, You could have a stance on the age of the earth. And the Christian school your kid is enrolled in could be teaching something different as the only possible explanation or um, age of the earth. And you believe differently than that. But if you're not paying attention, you don't know that. Right. So there could be a false sense of security. You could have really some along those lines. There could be some doctrinal confusion with people coming in from a different worldview. And because they think, oh, this is a Christian school, it's going to automatically line up with exactly what... I believe what I teach my kids, what my church teaches. Yeah, this uh, you're gonna. This is gonna be more of an issue if your kid is enrolled in a school that's not tied to a church or a denomination, because it can be harder to know what doctrine is believed by each teacher. So um, 
I feel like I'm getting into the weeds on this, but if you believe what we believe, once I become a Christian, I have eternal security. I don't have to worry about losing my salvation. What if there's a teacher that believes differently than that and they're teaching a math class, but it just comes up in a discussion. Now there's room for confusion in your kid's mind. Can I lose my salvation or am I eternally secure? And that's not necessarily in and of itself dangerous, but if it goes unchecked, if you're yes. not involved in that as your kid is trying to wrestle through that and figure that out, if you as their, their primary spiritual teacher isn't aware that this is happening, then that's when it becomes a danger because you've got this kid that's confused doctrinally. Um, if you're involved, you can walk through Scripture with them and, and sort this out, and your kid can come out stronger theologically on the other side of it. But if you're not engaged, this can be uh, a danger. Yeah. So know your no really just know the Christian school. Know exactly what it's teaching, know what's in the curriculum, know what um, what kind of teachers they have. Because I, I heard someone say this earlier is a progressive Christian school, one that is very much not resting solid biblically. Um, resting solid on God's word could really do more damage than a public school because it can increase confusion. I mean, parents, a lot of Christian parents who send their kids to the public school, they're at least aware you're not going to be getting a biblical worldview here. So they at least have that knowledge. But some parents can just send their kids blindly into a school that just has the word Christian on it and think, this is going to be perfect. This is just like my church. This is just exactly, they're going to line up exactly what I believe and really don't do a lot of digging and knowing yeah. what's happening here. So in some ways on the front end, it's more work because with the public school, you just assume that there's going to be an unbiblical teaching. But in the Christian school, you got to do some work on the front end. What is the doctrine of the school and what is the the teaching of each individual class. And then on the after the front end, you know, when you're actually in the education process, you have to have the kind of relationship with your kid where they come to you and say, hey, you've been telling me this. My teacher's telling me this. Mm-hmm. What do I believe? Yeah. And that, like, honestly, that's not a bad thing. We shouldn't be afraid of that. Um, th- that's going to come up eventually. And if it comes up while they're still in our home and we still have this influence in their life, that's a positive thing. So we shouldn't be afraid of that. But we have to maintain the kind of relationship with our kids so that those conversations can happen. And then we have to be ready to handle those kind of conversations, which comes from me staying close to the Lord, staying grounded in His Word, so that I'm ready to give an answer when my kid is coming to me with these doctrinal questions. Oh, yeah. So I would put under this false sense of security and under confusion, under confusion, we cannot assume that just because we're sending our kids to a Christian school that all the other students there love Jesus and there's going to be no ungodly influences in their life. <laughs> We've got to get that out of your mind. There yeah. are going to be just as just as many sinners and those who really even don't care about following Christ of students in that Christian school. Right. And your kid's going to be that for somebody else. Your kid's going to, at some point, have some negative, ungodly influence on Mm -hmm. somebody else. So don't, uh, just side note, caveat, don't think, uh, oh, I'm sending my perfect little Christian kid to this school Mm -hmm. and these other kids are going to 
really mess him up, um, your kid is going to do some messing up too. Yes. So don't assume you're, there still needs to be just as much discipleship to your kids of being a good friend and finding the right friends at a Christian school as you would a public school. We didn't have this in our notes, but I feel like it fits here. Um, another challenge of Christian school, another thing to remember is your Christian school isn't church. Yeah. Um, I have seen uh, families that I know personally, their kids are enrolled in a Christian school, and that becomes the spiritual experience for their kids. And uh, the youth group was no longer a priority, and Sunday morning worship attendance was no longer a priority because I can only assume this family felt like we are getting our spiritual growth, our spiritual learning, our spiritual involvement at this Christian school. And um, Jesus said, my church, not my Christian school. Like the church is where we're supposed to be learning and growing and getting fellowship. I'm not saying Christian schools not can't be a part of that, but it was never meant to replace that. Your kids' spiritual experience is first and foremost being influenced by you, but then secondly is being part of a local New Testament church. Yes. And a Christian school cannot replace that and was never meant to. Because they're not going to be at the Christian school forever, right? You got to graduate. Yeah. You don't graduate from church. (laughs) So, yeah, that's big. That's such a big part of it. Um, Another thing for us to be aware of in sending our kids to a Christian school is, and I'm sure we're going to bring this up again with, with homeschooling, but you can have a mentality, almost like a huddle, huddling mentality of isolation from the world. And that's something to be aware of. And while we obviously, we don't want our kids to be of the world, that can totally pull them away where they have no opportunities for um, being in the world. Yes. Yeah. We were never meant to stay here on earth. Christians were never meant to stay here on earth and just completely separate ourselves from the rest of the world. Like that doesn't fit with being salt and light and reaching our world. So we don't want to set up that mentality of, hey, our family's involved in this Christian school and we have no interaction with the rest of, of the lost world that we live in. That's not, that's not healthy. It's not biblical. And then what happens when your kid graduates from Christian school and goes to college? then suddenly they're burst out of this bubble Mm -hmm. as a young adult with a ton of freedom and they haven't had any chances to wrestle with their belief system and be and have that challenged and come out stronger on the other side or maybe they go to a very strict christian college then they graduate from there eventually they're going to graduate outside of this bubble that we want to place around them Mm -hmm. and the longer we delay that graduation from the bubble the more dangerous it is because now you've got this, I don't know, 22-year-old adult who's never had their belief systems challenged. Mm -hmm. And then we see what what becomes very popular now of people, I'm deconstructing my faith because what I was spoon-fed till I was 22 is now challenged for the very first time. Mm -hmm. And I'm not at home and I don't have the same relationship with my parents and I don't know how to handle this. Yeah. For me, it was, I mean, our interaction with the world was outreach ministries we did at our church, our neighbors, some some family, um, distant relatives, but also it was like when I got a job in the world, when I yeah. got my fast food job, that was my real first interaction 
um, from the world. And so that can be a culture shock. So you want to be, be aware of, hey, when my kid gets this, if they've only been in a Christian bubble, when are they going to get their culture shock? Is that going to be something that that I lovingly got, uh, guide them through while they're under my roof? Or am I just going to isolate them from the world until they can't stay at my house any longer and I just throw them into it? Yeah. So we've got to understand and think through, okay, if my kid is in this in the, uh, this Christian bubble, which is not bad, um, whether it's Christian school or homeschool, how how am I preparing them to step into the world? Yeah, how are we walking through that in stages mm-hmm. instead of it just being this cliff that they fall off right. of? And um, so, again, it's not uh, – when we say bubble, I almost feel like it sounds derogatory. We have a guy on staff with us here named uh, Darren Hughes, and he grew up in the thickest Christian bubble of the whole world. So we go, we I talk about this a lot. I think it rivals mine really? a little bit. Uh, so anyway, we talk about that a lot. So we use that term yeah. a lot, but we almost use it in an endearing way. It's not meant to be derogatory. So right. if it came across like that, that's not what we mean. But let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. There is a real it's a real thing, yeah. um, and it's not necessarily bad, but we have to be aware of it. And I think what really is dangerous is the today I'm in the bubble, tomorrow I'm just free falling. Yes, you know, and I never had to, I never had to think through my belief system and have it challenged until, boom, everything's out from under me, and I have to do it all right now. Right, and understanding too, and we bring this up all the time, is um, our kids are going to make their own decisions when they're exposed to the world. Um, when they're left with decisions, we could do everything quote right in leveling off and, and exposing them to things under, under guidance and keeping them protected. But at the same time, when they're left to make their own choices, like it's going to be, it's their choice. They're going to make some bad choices, mm-hmm. uh, but you made some bad choices too. Right. And by you, I don't mean, Chuck, I mean, every person listening to this, we all made bad choices. We can trust God um, with that side of things. Yeah. So um, other things for us to keep in mind, too, is depending on the school, there may be a lack of robust academic experience. That is not a knock on all Christian schools because, again, every Christian school is different. Yeah. So there's a lot more leeway for private schools to make decisions about their staffing. Um, and that's just on you as a parent to be aware of those things on the front end. These mm-hmm. are questions that you need to ask and be aware of as you're considering if you've already made the decision, a private Christian education is what's right for your kid. Now you're talking to schools. It's an interview process. They're not just interviewing your kid. They're not just getting me to write a pastoral recommendation for your mm-hmm. kid to go to the school. You're interviewing them too. Tell me about your teachers. Tell me about the teacher that's going to be teaching my kid. Mm-hmm. Tell me about their level of education or expertise. And these are questions you have to ask on the front end. Yeah, be aware of. And um, last, we would mention uh, Christian schools ain't free. Nothing's free, but Christian schools especially, um, you're going to have a cost that public schools don't have. Yeah, well, public schools aren't free either. Right. We're all paying for them in our taxes. Yeah. And even if your kid goes to a private Christian school, you're still paying for public school taxes. Yep. I will say there's some, if you're feeling that God's leading you toward a Christian private education, there are programs to help pay for that. Um, and it's definitely worth looking into. And the administrators at the Christian school can help steer you towards those programs. Yes. But either way, 
there is a cost, and that's something you have to be aware of, a challenge you have to be aware of. Something something to think through. I know growing up, if, if it wasn't for the generosity of the pastor of the church we went to and the large family discount, <laughs> there's no way we would have gone to Christian school. Remember, Chuck grew up in a family of 12 yeah. kids. So I was, when you're thinking, man, how in the world did my parents afford to send? Well, we really couldn't, but <laughs> God was good, provided the ways. And, um, and I'm grateful for that, but I know not everyone has the means to be able to do that. And I think that is a danger. Sometimes we just automatically, if people are dogmatic and Christian school is the only way, especially if they're a church that owns a, that oversees a Christian school, you've got to think through, this can be a financial burden on, on people that some are not able to handle. So don't assume everyone should be able to and can make that decision. Right, yeah. So uh, I guess as we're wrapping up, if we wanted to tie a bow on this, here's the, the statement we would want to make about Christian schools. It is a beautiful, viable option for your kid's education, but there's some real challenges that you have to be aware of. Um, and just like we said in public school, you have to keep your head in the game. You have to know the school, and you have to know your kid, and you have to keep your hands on the wheel the whole time. Mm-hmm. I love that. So we can't wait to continue this conversation when we bring up homeschooling in the next week. But thank you guys so much for listening to Beyond a Parent. Remember, parenting is beyond us, but in Christ we have all that we need for this journey. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.